0: Kindred spirits, kindred events. That's the Lord's doing. Please open your Bibles to the beginning of the book of Hebrews. Our subject is the wholesome words of Jesus Christ our Lord. Wholesome meaning right, true, Wise and good. Hebrews chapter 1. Please follow with me very closely and let the Spirit of God remind you of how important this subject is. And you will have opportunity this day to participate with me in sharing some of those wholesome words of Jesus Christ with this assembly. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, Amen. whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds. Amen. Amen. Who, being the brightness of His glory, and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins, Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. I thank God, through Jesus Christ my Lord, for speaking to me last night in my thoughts about these verses and the importance they give to the spoken words of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God, through Jesus Christ my Lord, that you and I live in the New Testament when God has spoken to us by His Son, and not in the Old Testament when He spoke unto the fathers by the prophets. I would much rather hear the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, than Elijah the Tishbite, mourning His life and wishing He were dead under a juniper tree, though He be inspired from time to time. Not only is the Son of God and His words more important than the prophets of old. The Son of God and His spoken words are more important than the angels. The entire first chapter of Hebrews is given to show the superiority of Jesus Christ to the angels. And if you were to read the rest of the chapter, you would find that each verse is proving that from different directions. That Jesus, the Son of God, and His gospel... And what he spoke was more important than the angels. So we come to chapter 2, and let us read the first four verses of that chapter. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first "...began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with divers' miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to His own will." Amen? And amen. The word spoken by angels referred to in verse 2 of chapter 2 is the law of Moses. It was given by the disposition of angels. Angels came down and revealed that law to Moses. If that law given in the Old Testament was steadfast and every transgression received a just recompense of reward, how much more are we going to be punished? If we neglect God speaking to us from heaven by His Son, I give to you the first four verses of chapter 1 and of chapter 2 in the book of Hebrews. And I thank God through Jesus Christ my Lord for taking verses I am very familiar with, that I have memorized long ago, and that I delight in greatly, but did not see their applicability and power for this subject until last night, and I thank God for it. And I tell it to you, and I hope that you see in these eight verses the powerful statement by God of what He's done to exalt His Son Jesus and given Him an inheritance and sat Him down at the right hand of God. When we stand in this pulpit this day and we share some of the wholesome words of the Lord Jesus Christ, let us remember that He was not merely a prophet. He was the Son of God. Let us remember God has appointed Him heir of all things. Let us remember He made the worlds. Let us remember He is the brightness of God's glory. Let us remember He is the express image of God's person. Let us remember that He upholds all things by the word of His power. Let us remember that He by Himself purged our sins. Let us remember that His position is seated at the right hand of the Majesty on high. Let us remember that He has been made better than the angels by inheritance. Let us remember that He has a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus. Jesus Every knee should bow. If there is anyone confused about the name of Jesus and its relationship to the name Jehovah, Jehovah is our European way of pronouncing the Hebrew tetragrammaton meaning, standing for I am that I am. Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew Joshua. Joshua means Jehovah is the Savior. The name Jesus is Jehovah is the Savior. Jehovah by Himself is a frightening creator. Amen. Jesus is Jehovah in the flesh. Our Savior, praise the God of heaven. He has a name that is above every name, especially the names of Michael and Gabriel. Big deal. And they understand how I mean that because they're listening or they have their emissaries here that will report what I just said. Because he has been crowned with glory and honor according to chapter 2, and all the angels report to him according to 1 Peter 3 and about 20 other texts in the New Testament. God has spoken unto us by his Son. Let's delight in those words. Brethren, the Lord of glory said things like this. Turn to Luke chapter 7. Turn to Luke chapter 7. Where do you start? I wrote you yesterday, instead of being intimidated or frightened to get up in front of your brethren who love the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, the biggest problem you ought to have is where do I start? I don't know where to start. So the Lord gave me Hebrews 1 and 2 during the night because I told Him I didn't know where to start. I create nightmares for myself in outlines. When you get pages and pages and you say, which is my favorite? I don't know. But what I want to do is I want to share a little bit with you about the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and then let you share a few with me. And let's rejoice together in the wholesome words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. They are the basis for our doctrine. They are the basis for our hope. They are the basis for our forgiveness. They are the basis for our peace. They are everything to us. Amen. The Lord of glory spoke these words to us. Amen. In Luke chapter 7, I want to show you that His words were comforting. Verse 11 tells me that it came to pass a day after that he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he was come nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out. The only son of his mother. And she was a widow. And much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. Weep not. The Lord of glory took interest in one little widow woman who had an only son who had just died, and He said, Weep not. Because as has already been said, and as you read last evening, Jesus can say, I am the resurrection and the life. And when He says, Weep not, there's no reason to weep even if you're in a funeral procession and the body's cold. Amen. Because in the next verse I read these words from the Lord of glory. He upholds all things by the word of His power. He Amen. said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. Amen. This is the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. The world is ignorant of this. The world is mad right now about March Madness. I want to be mad, as they would call madness, for the wholesome words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. I wonder what happened. Verse 15 tells us, and he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ, delivered him to his mother. Praise the Lord. Now, those of you that are going to a funeral tomorrow, I want to tell you something. These words will be spoken. Grandma Gerganus, I say unto you, arise. Amen. And brother, she will arise. And I'm talking about her body. Because her spirit has already risen. Her spirit is already in heaven. Nora Roberts, I say unto you, Arise, and that body will come together. Believest thou this? Believest thou this with all your heart? Believest thou this for your mothers and grandmothers? Believest thou this for your own soul? Weep not. Weep not as others which have no hope. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 Because we have blessed hope, we can be abounding in hope by the words of the Lord Jesus Christ who is the Son of God that God delivered unto us in these last days and He has spoken words of comfort to us. Linda, arise. Do you believe that? John Clifton, arise. And for all the rest of you, if you have believing relatives... They shall be resurrected by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the fact that his words are comforting. You know they're instructive. He says in heaven, they neither marry nor given in marriage. How would you know that without the Lord Jesus Christ telling you? Matthew chapter 22 and verse 30. This verse is just thrown out in the middle of an argument that the Lord Jesus Christ is making, and all of a sudden we know something about heaven. They don't marry or give in marriage, there. we're like the angels. We're not all that interested in that. We're interested in serving the Lord and being companions with each other. We're all going to be brothers and sisters in heaven. There's no reason why you won't know your wife. You just won't be married and go home and live together in the same way. We're all going to be companions together in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's warning, He has warnings. He says, except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And when the Lord of glory says that, there's weight in those words. That's in Luke 13. Look at the setting for those words. They're weighty. Luke chapter 13, verse 1. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Amen. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. When He gives a warning like this, it ought to make us tremble. you know what it ought to make us do? Repent. We ought to repent. Because except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Right. I believe I told you that at a funeral a couple of weeks ago, with two teenagers killed in an automobile accident. The perfect opportunity was given for those ministers to get in the pulpit and open up this text and lay this burden from the Lord Jesus Christ on all of them. And we ought to lay it on ourselves. Amen. The words of the Lord Jesus Christ are prophetic. He looked upon the city of Jerusalem and He said, because you didn't know the day of your visitation, I'm going to bring an army and encircle this place and dig a trench about it and pull its walls down to the ground and destroy everyone in it because you didn't know the day of your visitation. Do you know what he said about those words of prophecy? Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Amen. They crucified the Lord of glory and they got their just desserts for doing it. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Those words are primarily spoken to the Hebrews because that's to whom they were addressed. And we take their secondary warning that we ought not to neglect the things spoken by the Son of God because that first generation that did was severely judged for it. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ, His words are sometimes admonishing. Let's look at Luke chapter 9. Do you know how long we could take in the Gospel of Luke? An hour? A year? I had a brother write me last night and sent me to bed with these words. As he struggled with which ones he wanted to present to you today, he said, this is so much fun. I had a smile from ear to ear in the privacy of my own office with no one there. This, You know what? It is. If you love the Lord Jesus Christ, this is pure candy. Get yourself a red letter edition Bible and flip it open any page and just look down and read the first red words that come to your attention. They are the words of the Son of God and they're fantastic. They're wonderful. Delight in them. Read them. Meditate on them. Memorize them. Exalt them. Listen to this one. An admonition from the Lord of glory. Because we get carried away sometimes. You know, he had two apostles, James and John. Now, John, when he's writing about himself, wants you to know that he's the disciple of love. He wants you to know that Jesus loved him very much. He wants you to know that he was the disciple that laid on Jesus' bosom when they ate. But now Luke, when Luke writes about John, he wants you to know something a little more about him. He wants you to know that when they came to a village of the Samaritans, and the Samaritans didn't get as excited about Jesus as James and John thought they should have, these two men earned their nickname from the Lord, the Sons of Thunder, because they asked if they could have permission to call fire down from heaven and burn up that village. This is in Luke chapter 9, verse 54. And when His disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, Wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. All right. And so, we have a little admonition that we need to guard our zeal and make sure that it's tempered with love and patience so that we are like that vineyard keeper That when the Lord says, what's this ugly fig tree doing in my vineyard? We say, Lord, leave it alone for another year. Let me dig around it. Let me dung it. Then you come and cut it down. We want to be like that. You know, David had nephews that were like James and John. And he said, ye sons of Zeruiah are too hard for me. Now, David was... a David was a pretty hard man. He paid a decent dowry for his wife. He took care of the Jebusites that wouldn't have passed Geneva Convention. But he said, you sons of Zerui are too hard for me. This is, these are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when, when I see this in the red writing, you know not what manner of spirit you are of, I'll always err on the sight of mercy. Some of you wonder why we don't have a congregation about 80% of what it is right now. Because you tell me. You let me know. I can tell because I want to keep this verse. And if I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of mercy. I'm not going to err in the side of compromise, but I'm going to err in the side of mercy. Because you know not what manner of spirit you are of. The Son of Man did not come to destroy but to save men's lives. And as long as there's a little tiny inkling of hope, you know, we try to live with that for as long as we can. You know, Jesus would say to a young man that was lame, Young man, be of good cheer. Thy sins are forgiven. Amen. Are those good words from the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Praise the Lord. If, listen, I, I took a privilege to go in front of you. So if I use any verse that you want to use, you just use it right ahead. Right. And if, a, if another person wants to use it a third time, and if it's used a fourth time, right. is that going to do us harm? Are you kidding? No. It might be that fourth time that gives us the real blessing. Don't you dare think that. These words never get old. Amen. Do you know how well I know Hebrews 1 and 2? Yes. I, this morning it was pitch black, and then, boy, did the sun come up. All I could think of this morning... When morning gilds the sky, my heart awaking cries, May Jesus Christ be praised. I was so full of Hebrews 1 and 2, I couldn't wait to get here for Hebrews 1 and 2. Did you hear those words? I was howling last night in misery. that He hadn't directed me in this subject that I've built into a monster. But he directed me and I thank his name for it. And I want you to love the words each one of these words son thy sins be forgiven thee right is it that easy you can just speak forgiveness yes because he paid the price for it he upholds all things with the word of his power he's the express image of god he's the brightness of god's glory he formed the worlds he can do it and he has done it for us is he personal some of you wrote me this week, and you, shared, you, you loaded me down. Oh, it was a painful burden to bear. To read your emails about words of Jesus Christ that you loved. Some of you picked a one word. A one, one word is buried in John chapter 20. It starts with M. It's four letters long. What is it? Mary. Is that personal? How about the response? Rabboni. She knew that this man she supposed to be a gardener was her Lord Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Rabboni. There was so much affection in that moment. Jesus said, touch me not. Let's not have a hugging embrace now. That is exactly what those words mean. Touch me not. For I'm not yet ascended to my Father in heaven. Don't worry. I haven't gone yet. Just go share this good news with the others. I'll see you in a few hours. Then there was a whole bunch of hugging and finger pressing and hand pressing as they looked at his glorified wounds. Okay? Personal. How do you get more personal than that? Mary? Rabboni. Which which is to say, Master, touch me not. Don't worry, I haven't left yet. I'm going to be here for 40 more days. But go tell the disciples. I hope you understand that passage and all. It's packed. Gospel of John. One word. Can you get into one word? How about promises? Promises. Did he ever say something, if it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. Do you know what that means? If I promise you something, it is absolutely certain. And if it's not absolutely certain, I wouldn't say anything like that to you. You know, we often make some promises that we forget, can't perform, or the conditions never arise to be able to do them. But he said, I wouldn't have told you if if I'm not going to do it. i go to prepare a place for you. Mm -hmm. And if it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. Isn't that wonderful? His words are full of precious promises. How about his prayer? Does he pray for us? Simon, I have prayed for thee. Oh, thee. That's why I love a King James Bible. Singular pronoun. Simon Peter, I have prayed for thee. When thou art converted. Do Jesus' prayers work? When thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. This is prayer work for Simon Peter. Satan hath desired to have you, plural. Satan wants all of you disciples, but I have prayed for thee, Peter, individually, disciple by disciple, and when thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. I'm thankful that God said that to Jonathan Crosby. I have prayed for thee. When I read about him going into a mountain all night and and continuing in prayer all night, I know that he's the kind of prayer warrior I want on my side. And he happens to know God the Father pretty well. And I don't speak. I I want you to think about it. God is his Father, the express image of His glory. He's the. He's been appointed heir of all things by that Father. Can he answer a prayer? Can he get a prayer request done for you? I'm thankful that he gives me priorities, that he can give me a verse like Matthew 23.23 23, that says, Ye pay tithes of mint and anise and cumin, but you have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Judgment, mercy, and faith. I'm glad when he lines things up for me and tells me what's more important. Judgment, mercy, and faith are more important than paying tithes. He says you ought to have done these three weighty things and not to have left the others undone because you should do them all, but you ought to get your priorities in the right place. I love that. I wouldn't know that if the Son of God hadn't come and given us an understanding. And this is the doctrine which is according to godliness. And it's all found in the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and the apostles' explanation of them. I could go on and take the rest of this day, which it looks like I'm trying to do. Believest thou this, John 11? Sister... Believest thou this? I am the resurrection and the life. He was so full of the resurrection and the life. Do you know what life is? Life is spirit in a body. Our bodies are nothing but mud. And God has breathed into them the breath of life, and man became a living soul. He did it the first time, and he's able to do it a second time. And he will do it a second time, and he'll raise everybody from the dead. He is the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, Though he were dead, though his body may die, yet shall he live. And he that liveth and believeth in me, truly, in the real sense of the words, shall never die. That's why he called it sleep earlier in John chapter 11. Do you know how little difference it makes to God whether we're dead or alive in our bodies? That's what I tried to say in my prayer a few minutes ago to the Lord because I just rejoice in his power. The dead in Christ shall rise first. There is absolutely no hindrance. You would think, well, he'll take the living first because he's going to have to work for a few seconds to get the dead to come to life. You're missing something somewhere. There is no difference. In fact, it may be easier for him to get the dead that have been consumed by worms, eaten by robins, hatched into eggs and flown all over the place and shot by little boys, put them all back together and have them in the air to meet the Lord before he takes the living. For your comfort, you say to me, you say to the Lord, my faith is weak. The Lord Jesus Christ, who was in all points tempted like as we are, would have this to say. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. The response by the man that that was spoken to, who had a lunatic son. I believe, help thou my unbelief. Response by my Lord. Father, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, be cast into the sea. And it will go into the sea. And that is not a joke for you to throw table rock into the Atlantic Ocean. That is for anything in your life. If you only believe, all things are possible. Amen. Jesus cursed a fig tree one morning when they, because it didn't have any fruit on it. He was irritated. It didn't have fruit. He was really not irritated. He wanted to give the disciples a lesson in faith. They came back by it in the afternoon. The disciples, what in the world? Fig trees all withered up. Wow. He said, if you had faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you could do the same thing to a fig tree. Right. The Lord of glory knows that our faith is weak. Let me give you some more words. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right. And that was said... To the eleven apostles. We're in good company. If your faith is weak, you're in good company. Tell him, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. If you can muster, if you can muster, mustard seed faith, you've got more than enough. Isn't that nice? Because it's his faithfulness. He upholds all things by the word of His power. It's His prayer for us that's going to get the job done, not our prayer for ourselves. So much more could and should be said. Flesh and blood hath not revealed these things to any man. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The flesh profiteth nothing. If you want to test your spirituality, how much do you love the red writing in your Bible? The first Mary is with this I'll part, we could go down a hundred different paths. The first Mary Alliter popped up in Luke chapter 11. It came to pass as he spake these things. A certain woman, that's the typical Mary Alliter, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, that is unto Jesus, Blessed is the womb that bear thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. But he said, yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Do you want to feel close to the Lord Jesus Christ? Listen to me as I get out of the pulpit. Do you want, do you want to know how close you are to the Lord Jesus Christ? If Catholics knew what Jesus taught, they would be praying the rosary to you today. Instead of Mary. Try that one on when you go home. <laughs> Do you believe that? Yea, rather. Yes. Yep. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Right. Can... Right. Oh, the womb that bare Jesus, the paps that he sucked, the loving mother that they say obviously has her son's attention, the son said, in the precious words that we have in the red writing yea rather oh no they that hear the word of God and keep it are close to me when they confronted him and told him that his mother and his brethren were outside waiting to see him he said what who is my mother and who are my brethren he turned and looked at those that loved his word and he said behold my mother and my brethren right here do you know what he's saying to you today from the word of God and I'm sorry I'm quitting for the moment you are my brother and you are my mother and I will never leave thee nor forsake thee thy sins be forgiven be of good cheer if it were not so I would not have told you I go to prepare a place for you and this is the same one that spoke the worlds into existence and upholds all things by the word of his power Stephen Eastland Jr. you begged to be number one didn't you okay Adam, you wanted to be number two, and anyone else that has to leave. Let us hear your words of Jesus before we go to our break. May the Lord bless the preaching of His Word.
1: Amen. Well, it was hard to choose, but uh, turn into your Bibles to Luke chapter eleven. At the beginning of this chapter, it is the Jesus is talking about the. Imp- Uh, important friend uh, he comes to his friend at night and says hey I need a loaf of bread Uh, somebody's come to my house and the friend that's in bed says come on man I'm sleeping I'm with my family can you come back tomorrow (sighs) excuse me I got allergies (laughs) and because he keeps knocking on his door and because he keeps coming and asking for it his friend finally gives up and gives it to him well Jesus says and in verse 9 of Luke chapter 11, and I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto Amen. you. And here's the best part, for everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened.
0: Amen.
1: I'm just thankful that if we seek, ask, or knock, uh, and fortunately as the friend did, that the Lord will give us what we desire. And not only he'll just give us what we desire, in verse 13... It says, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them to ask him? Right. I'm thankful that we have a Heavenly Father that gives us above uh, what we could ask or think.
0: Amen.
1: And I have one from Victoria. Um, hers is from the Thief on the Cross. It says, she writes, some of the most comforting words before death would be when Jesus told the thief on the cross next to him that verily... Before the sun has said today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Amen. Being a sinner up to the point of death, imagine the comfort this saying brought the thief and how much more it will bring us believers when we reach our time of death. Amen. I'm thankful for God's words and I'm thankful for the comforting words of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 This is one of my favorite sayings of Jesus. Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. How would you feel if you, if you were in the middle of the sea, if, if you were in the middle of a storm and you saw Jesus, the Son of God, walking on the sea, saying to you, Be, be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Praise be to, to the Lord who gives us such comfort. Amen.
0: Amen. Any others for five minutes?
1: Matthew? I'll resonate
2: for it,
1: One of the verses that comforted me the most in the beginning while the Lord was drawing me is in. Uh, Psalms 119, I'm um, going in. Psalms 119, verse 9 says, How shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. And John, my favorite verse would be, It is the spirit that quickeneth. This is 663. Yes. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. And if you flip over to John 15, verse 7 says Jesus says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Open up to John 20, please. I'm normally very patient listening to my pastor speak. But I want to say some things to glorify my Savior. Thank you for the opportunity to do so. Praise the Lord. Jesus. Was named Jesus because the angel said, "For he shall save his people from his from their sins." Jesus made promises to save his sheep, right. but his words he said were directed to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Yes. Well, he also said that there are other sheep that were not of this fold, yes. and I'm thankful for that. And that's us. Yes. So listen to this in John chapter 20, starting with. We'll go with 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within. Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in their midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas Answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Yes. And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. And that is describing New Testament saints. Yes. This thrills me that he, he lays a special blessing. Even though he was sent to the lost, he was a Jew and he was sent for Jews. He had Gentiles in mind as well, yes. and he's saying, "Blessed are you if you if you believe in the, in Jesus Christ that He is your Lord and your God, without ever having seen Him. There's an extra blessing on for you for that.
0: Praise the Lord. Amen."